The Chiefs' new linebacker is chasing a ring, and he brings the one thing that this defense has to have, and that is versatility. Today, I'm Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you're doing well. I certainly am. It's another day of training camp, another day when we get to see what this team is going to become. We have a lot of cool stuff, some insights from Drew Tranquil coming up. We're also going to get into what is the wide receiver progress, who is making noise, to piggyback on what we talked about yesterday, and then the unique chance that is coming in the secondary for one particular DB. I'm looking forward to that, but thank you for making us your first listen. Check out another Lockdown Show for your next listen. We have shows on every team and a number of national shows that you want to check out. To get that information here, as we all go through the preseason, we can get a little tunnel vision. You want to get all of it. We're here five days a week for you, five days plus in this case. You everydayers already know that. But if you want to be an everydayer, make sure you like, sub, and hit that bell here on YouTube and on Spotify and on Apple so you get the audio versions in case you can't be in front of a YouTube. Lots to go over. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, where we do the athletic matrix and all kinds of conversionary production metrics to help out the league and your understanding of it, as well as NFL33.com, where me and my staff work to give you another angle on the rest of the league as well, and RGR Football, which I'm sure you're mostly familiar with because that's where you get the film breakdowns. We have a great show for you today. I am flying solo yet again. Uh, you guys will see Chris here back when he's back from vacation, but today it's you and me, and we're going to get through this. Coming up later in the show, uh, we'll round out with a couple of questions if you guys have them. If you could add them to the live chat, put a couple of question marks in front of them, that'll help me find them later. But we're going to start with Drew Tranquil, and a little hubbub, not honestly as much as we thought there would be when he arrived in town, but I think it's paying off. And I think what you're starting to see now is that there are alarms going off because all kinds of things are happening. And Drew Tranquil, in his comments, uh, was very, very, I think, frank in the reason that he came to Kansas City, and that is specifically to chase that ring, to be part of that team that has already gotten one and is looking to go back. That is the significant draw for a lot of why free agents come here. Charles Menehue who hinted at the same thing, didn't quite say it as, as blatantly as Drew Tranquil did, but... I think when you take a look at the scope of the defense and where the evolution of this team is going with the offense continuing to, to be able to put up numbers, it puts the defense in a pass-happy, pass-defense-happy kind of situation. And we saw the flourishment of all the DBs last year. Now we see them as potential starters. Uh, Brian Cook starting at the free safety spot. Um, Justin Reed had a nice pickoff today, and so you can see that they're already playing off of each other in the back. Obviously, the loss of Nazi Johnson. We'll talk about uh, that, how it affects everybody coming up later in the show here. But that is just another uh, aspect that shows you just what it takes to make progress in this defense. And Drew Tranquil is the new guy. Uh, currently not listed as a starter, but he has played all three positions in the base defense. And that's really, it's kind of like your foundational work. It's it's your, your 101 classes. You know, when you get into college and you got to take you know, Western Civ and those kind of things just to have your base credits covered. That's kind of what the base defense is for Drew Tranquil. Do I see him playing there a lot this season? Not particularly. He's worked in at the mic. He's played all the other positions just to get familiarity, right? And I think Steve Spagnuolo went out of his way to really give him some credit in that 
He's a guy that can do it all. He can play all those three positions, but he can also just go work in the nickel where he can pair with Nick Bolton, which seems to be the preference right now and running him as the other guy in the two linebacker set, the four, two, five alignment that the chiefs use predominantly. They were at 29% of four linemen, two linebackers and five DBs last year. That's their base nickel. And so that's an alignment that you want to see them in quite often. What happens then is that you mix and match pair on matchups on what you're trying to do in terms of pressure packages, who's going to step into that role. And that's where Drew Tranquil can play a little bit of everything. He has subbed in at the mic in the two linebacker set. We know from his time in Los Angeles that he can play in a single linebacker configuration, whether it's three guys up front or four guys up front, or if they're bringing a blitz package as well. And Tranquil's comments about the transition to the Spagnuolo defense, I found really intriguing in that he said that it was very, very different from what he played in Los Angeles. Now, that's not just verbiage and et cetera. Um, there's a lot that goes into it in terms of structure and functionality, what you're allowing to happen, because you know you have a weakness on any given call defense and what you're really protecting against. So I know you guys are going to have some questions. Welcome in for all of you that are joining us live. I am doing this live. I'm going to try to do this all week as time allows. And uh, that'll be live on YouTube. If you're watching afterwards, feel free to leave your comments down below. Uh, KL, welcome into the chat. Nice to see you. And then there'll always be the audio that is going to be uploaded when we're done here. But if you want in on the action, make sure you like and sub over on YouTube because that's where you can get in the chat with KL today, which I'm sure he'll have a question as we always do. Uh, also, you guys can always sub over at RGR Football on YouTube as well. Uh, Monday night Q&A is a year-round thing for me. Uh, over there, you can always find that out. But versatility doesn't just go for Drew Tranquil. It is what it allows the defense to do as well, and that's whether it's blitzing Nick Bolton. Uh, we saw an interesting package today in some of the clips from camp uh, where Tranquil, Bolton, Karloftis – they're in a, a triple stunt where they're dropping a couple of guys out that they didn't expect, and you're rushing uh, Reed off the edge. All those kind of things require two aspects in particular. One, they require athleticism. Uh, that's why this show and everything that I do is always going to have an element of athleticism in that boiled-in kind of concept. And two, it takes veteran knowledge and ability to adapt and execute when you're asked to make a judgment call or a read or something like that, that has to be based on experience. That's what I think right now, even though Drew Tranquil is not listed as a starter, he's a guy that's going to play a lot of sound snaps and give you the ability to attack. Attacking is what he's here for. He mentioned uh, the rings. We're going to talk about that here on the backside of this break in just a second, because everybody's hunting for a ring, whether you've been here before or not, it's going to be at the top of your list Everybody wants a championship, and our friends at eBay can help you with that as well. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for the draft like you are right now, or you're scouting that waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you the best fits guaranteed to fit your roster. With drafts underway, let's get into this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit, the Fantasy Picks of the Week. And those rosters are, are, are getting lined up. You're doing mock drafts. You're getting ready. You might need an elite running back that maybe you can't get in the top five. And if you're looking to park somebody in your running back garage, after those top five picks, you can still find a sleek ride in Tony Pollard. Now the uh, unquestioned feature back in Dallas, that goes a long way. If you have a dedicated starter, 
he is set to break out even further after last season. Without Zeke Elliott around anymore, the speed and acceleration will allow him to dominate and key touches for a strong rushing attack. That's what you're looking for. eBay Motors knows a championship team and what it's about for each player to be a perfect fit within it. Same as your vehicle. eBay has a guaranteed fit right now with over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips. You can make sure that your car runs smoothly, rides smoothly, whether it's air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, all the little bits and pieces, alternators and things that are going to go out on you. eBay has it for you. They'll make sure that it's the right fit for your car every time because eBay's guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time every time. So go out there, switch gears, crank the AC, hit the road. And if your ride needs a little bit fixing up, don't sweat it. Because right now, you know you'll always have uh, the setup for success from the get-go by using eBay's guaranteed fit. Everything in your vehicle is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com right now. eBay guaranteed fit only available for U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions do apply. They do apply even to me, and uh, I do have to say, Mr. Porter, thank you. I very much appreciate that. Nice to see you, pal. Brenda, nice to see you as well. Folks, this is a live show. We've been doing this during training camp, but we're going to try to do this all through training camp because it allows us to have some feedback and some instant connection. You can also get some of that from us on the text line, and you can get subbed over to that by going and texting us at 816-357-8781. That's over on the Missouri side, but you guys are going to be fine. Just text that number and you can get in on it right now. Uh, I want to get back to some of the things that Drew Tranquil had to say that were specific to his position, obviously. But it's also specific to our next topic in the wide receiver progression and who's doing what. But it all comes back to hunting that ring. And one keen observation that I felt that he made, and I talked about this on 810 Radio this this, uh, afternoon. I was on uh, the drive on noon. And it, it has been hitting home for me. The Chiefs are showing as they go through slide decks. And for those of you uh, that have been in the service, you know how often PowerPoints are used that we don't really expect in strange situations. Meetings in the NFL run on PowerPoints. They just do it. And slides are a big part of it. And Drew Tranquil had a comment about how often Andy Reid starts a meeting or a conversation or a presentation with a slide of that Super Bowl ring. And that's really what it all comes back to is every moment reminding you that you're in position to go get another championship. That bleeds through everything in the organization, whether it's the versatility of Drew Tranquil like we're talking about, whether it's another guy that uh, Steve Spagnuolo mentioned as well as as another utility piece that's versatile in uh, Malik Herring, uh, a guy who's repping with Felix and Adike Ozama. Felix is on the rise. We're going to talk about more about him uh, in the coming segment about who has some opportunity, but it also goes into the wide receiver position. And that's because, especially with the uh, the injury now to Kadarius Tony, it allows so much more openness. And you guys have heard my theory that I think that there's uh, a plausible reason to keep seven wide receivers on this roster this season. And that is because everybody has some talent. And especially if Kadarius Tony is going to have to miss some time during the regular season, I think that you want to have uh, options. Keep your, your options open. I think that that leads to what we saw today, and that was Rasheed Rice making some really nice plays underneath, making his presence felt. He also was at the podium today, talked about how uh, due to the offseason workout and how much time he got to spend with Mahomes, 
that he's feeling confident already and that he's he's adjusting quickly. This is what we had hoped to see from Sky Moore last year, and it looks like Sky is certainly leading the pack and making that adjustment now in his sophomore season. Hey, that's that's exactly what you have to do. But it allowed some deeper throws today, and I just want to run down and make sure that I hit everybody here from my notes. It's it's the downfield throws today. Teams are going to try to get physical with with what I'm calling the no name wide receiver group. They're going to try to play more man. They got more man last year than we expected. They're going to bring more man this year. What's that going to allow? Deep shots. You might have to wait a little bit, but you're still going to get those deep shots if you're Patrick Mahomes. It's about setting it up. And so who did he go deep to today? And by deep, I mean more than 20-yard completions. MVS, Sky, Richie James, Justin Ross, and Justin Watson. Five guys that you feel can get behind the defense and make a strike. Now, the Richie James one was, in particular, really slick because he had he had gotten the defender on his heels on the outside and was able to break across the middle post with no safety over the top. It was a beautiful throw. Sky Moore had another one as well. Uh, Sky had, uh, had maybe my most interested, like, I, I could see it as, as a grain that could grow into a whole pearl here, right? Is that the sky cat, I'm calling it. That's two Ys. The sky cat formation with Sky Moore being the Wildcat quarterback. That's what I'm here for. I think that's going to be a wrinkle. And we all know that they love wrinkles where they can move Patrick around the formation, kind of like what we saw with the uh, the ring around the rosy play uh, last year where Patrick is in the backfield, but he's not the quarterback position. And I think that there's a lot of things that you can do with that if Sky can become a, a competent and confident Wildcat quarterback. I really like that concept. They like what he does behind the line of scrimmage, as do they with Rasheed Rice, who I think that was the other thing is while we were seeing all these over-the-top plays, these deeper plays, we also got to see Rasheed Rice can do something behind the line of scrimmage. He can do the short drags, the middle-type uh, aspects that you want to attack when they take away the top. So you have to have the yin and y the yang, right? You have to be able to shift gears when they try to take something away and hit them somewhere else. That's really what it comes down to. And it's going to be intriguing to see if they're able to keep that up as they go through the rest of camp. Now, this was uh, a tense couple of days. And I, I think today was a lot lighter. It was a 10-10-10 practice. They got in, they got out. There was rain. They got a little bit of, uh, you know, acclimate weather that I think Andy Reid does like to get during these practice sessions. Uh, you can settle it down and you can try to get back into a rhythm. And I think that's what we're going to see in the next couple of days. And then we'll see another spike when they go back with the pads. This is all in preparation for the first preseason game. And in that game, what are they going to do in the secondary? Who else are they going to have to move around and try to make a claim on what's coming? What's their role this season? What's their final evolution towards the 53-man roster? That goes hand in hand with what we're talking about tomorrow with Matt Derrick. Who are the bubble guys that are making a press to make this 53 and take somebody's job? That's tomorrow with Matt Derrick here on the show. But for now, we got to get into what's the opportunity right now in the defensive backfield. We'll do that right after this. And so, folks, if you are live, then you just saw me pause for a second. If you're on replay, you'll you'll have heard an ad there. We appreciate you sticking with us. If you want to support the channel, the best way to do it is get subbed right here. That always helps. You can always check out the other outlets as well, NFL33.com and uh, RGRfootball.com. I would appreciate it if you guys check that out as well. Um, in fact, we have a couple of questions. We're going to get to those when we come up. Um, well, I guess maybe we won't because I guess I already answered it. So, hey, that's great. <laughs> I love it when I can cut it off at the pass. Um, outside of, of the guys that are, are not in a specific position, which we're going to talk about tomorrow, guys that are pushing for some kind of 
exception to make them squeeze onto the roster. The more I think about it, the more I'm upset and I'm just heartbroken for Nazi Johnson and, and what his injury means. I know Steve Stegnola hinted about him uh, trying to work hard and get back. I don't, I don't see how that's going to happen, but I'd love to see an exception made if, if he could get back on there uh, before he has to go on IR permanently. That would be wonderful. But that said, what's the opportunity in the meantime? And for me, I've been talking um, quite a bit here since OTAs that what's going to happen is going to be a battle between Nazi Johnson and Nick Jones, the rookie, who has had a knack for making PBUs and a couple of interceptions. And I think that's really right now where we're, we're looking to see if there's an opportunity. Now, Nazi had worked him, himself into a position where he was repping with the ones. He was pushing to be a starter in what we, we consider three cornerbacks, a starting group these days. Because the Chiefs spend so much time in nickel and dime, there's always at least three corners on the field. And so when Nazi was coming in and allowing Trent McDuffie to go into the nickel, we'll talk about that in a minute as well, I think what you get there is a guy that is right on the verge of being a starter. I can't say that about Nick Jones, but what I can say about Nick Jones is from right now, from this moment forward, and honestly from yesterday when when Nazi got hurt, he has a unique opportunity because they are looking to have that position filled where they can bring on a third. Who's going to be the first guy onto the field? That was Jalen Watson and Joshua Williams, depending on the week last year. Uh, they're comfortable going with rookies. They're comfortable allowing somebody that if they have the edge and they have the aggression and they have the knowledge of how to play the techniques and the coverages that they're looking for, they'll let them run. And to me, that's the definition of where Nick Jones is right now because I think Nick is maybe a little bit more of a true nickel that could let McDuffie stay outside. Although, if you're looking today, and for those of you that were at camp, uh, McDuffie's having a nice run on the nickel reps here, blitzing from the inside as well. We always love that. That's been something that uh, Legarius has been really good at, but I think McDuffie is coming along as well. And just allows, again, like we said at the top of the show, more versatility. So if Nick Jones can seize that opportunity and push himself onto the field, maybe as the third, maybe as the fourth, Either way, if Jalen Watson is the first guy that comes in and McDuffie slides on the inside, that's fine. I think teams are going to go more for uh, wideout groups this year. I think they're going to have to kind of be uh, a four-verts kind of make plays off of that concept type catch-up mode. Uh, even, even the Bengals. We'll see what Joe Burrow comes back as. But I think every team is going to be playing catch-up more so this year than they were last year when they play the Kansas City Chiefs. So that needs four corners, in my opinion. And I think that's where Nick Jones can push to be that third, fourth right now. Now, Joshua Williams is going to have a lot to say about that. That is certainly no joke. And I do think that he has the inside edge right now. But when you look at the corner group, and I'm just running down the names, DiCaprio Boodle got called out by Steve Spagnuolo today as a guy who brings a lot of energy, obviously Josh and Nick. Um, I personally feel uh, Khalif Hailasi has – more to offer, and, I, and I'm hoping that he steps up. Um, Case Stater, uh, Eco, was called out by uh, Steve Spagnola today as guys that are, that are showing up and putting out good effort. So there's still room there to come in at the end and make a push. Now, we're not even onto the field for first preseason game. That will make a difference, and, and I guarantee there will be changes there. Uh, when that happens, we'll have to address it. But right now, I think it's Nick Jones' opportunity to go grab. There are other guys that are fighting for this roster and pushing their way onto it. We're going to talk about them tomorrow with Matt Derrick. But we're going to wrap up here with a question or two because I do think there are some. So we're going to start uh, 
with Yogev, I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm sorry if it's not. Uh, my apologies. Do you think the sixth wide receiver is going to be between Watson and Ross? I think right now that could be, but I do think that James might technically be uh, in that kind of, of rotation because I think Rasheed and Richie should be four and five in my book, but Justin Watson is here because the team trusts him and the team wants him. And I, I do think we we've underestimated that. So I'm kind of bumping him up a little bit. Yogi. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I do think that that could be the, the matchup that it comes down to, but Rasheed Rice says the draft pick is always going to have uh, the upper hand, so to speak in making the roster. So if, if Watson really is as, as valued as, as we're hearing from camp and that maybe it's, maybe it's Rice, maybe it's then Watson, then maybe your sixth is between Ross and James. I think James probably has a little bit of an edge there because he can do everything. He can play all three positions and there's less question mark about injury. But this is again, why I keep going back to, you need to probably keep seven. And that does come at a, at a cost, especially if Kadarius has to miss a couple of weeks. He has to be on the roster, the 53-man roster at initial cutdowns. You can then put him on the IR and bring somebody back. The problem is I don't think you're going to get Richie James or Justin Watson or Justin Ross to the practice squad. So that's where the offensive line has to come in because I think the ninth offensive lineman has to go on to the practice squad and get cut to be brought back for KT. That's what I'm leaning towards right now. I talked about that on 810. Uh, and the more I, I've stepped away from that conversation, the more I, I believe that is more than likely in Brett Veach's world. So uh, another question here who are the from John S. out in Idaho. Appreciate you. Uh, who are the players that you might make the roster because of special teams? How many players are there needed uh, beyond the ones that are line and stand uh, and standard positions on the special teams? You need protectors and you need gunners first and foremost. That's what you're practicing up to see who can do that for you. Um, because Nazi was providing some of that oomph, right? Mike Burton was a core special teamer that provided a lot of that oomph. Both those guys are gone. So you need to fill those roles. Um, I'm going to talk about some of the guys that are pushing for positions specifically for special teams tomorrow with Matt Derrick. So be, be back for that one, John. But I think what the difference is going to be is who can step up into a new role. It's not just continuing where you've been, especially if you're a, a returning player, but what can you do to make yourself stand out? That's going to be the next uh, concept here as the rain starts pouring down. Hopefully my connection will stay uh, up and live. I hope that. Uh, Kevin Cable, want to get yours. Can McDuffie get some picks this year? Are they working on catching skills? Um, from what I understand, he's been on the jugs machines a, a couple of times, so it, it does seem like they're leaning that way. Um, he has had a number of PBUs, but I haven't seen him come away with a pick yet this this camp. So let's hope that he gets there. But let's see. What do you see? Uh, let's see. Handyman, sorry about that. Uh, what do you see is uh, Rashid's strength being this year and maybe going forward? I'm guessing it's his sigh ceiling. Ceiling's a nice thing to have. It certainly is. Um, but I think it's his contact strength and it's his ability to attack at the point of the catch. Um, it's, he's not so much of an absolute go up and get it like New Hopkins is. But he does base his game on Nuke a little bit, and I know that he has some uh, particular ability there. But it's also the fact that I think he can do a little bit of everything. He's uh, a bigger-bodied. Um, he's not as slight as Sky or Kadarius. And, and I do think, really, somewhere between the catch point guy and what Juju did for this roster, I think is where we could see Rasheed go this season. Now, what happens after that, I think, is going to be a uh, specialization going on top of that concept so 
we'll see what happens with him. But I, I feel really strong about not only where he is and the fact that he's well in shape. He got asked again about his, his, his first day problems with his lunch. Uh, but I, I feel confident about that. And, and Mo said, I believe Watson can make it to the practice squad, but James and Ross definitely won't. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you on James Ross. I actually don't think Watson will either. Um, he mentioned today that he had seven teams in the running to sign him when he decided to come back to Kansas City. That makes me feel like there's enough uh, need for him elsewhere that he's going to get picked up. We did just get notice. I did just realize that uh, Isaiah Moore did clear waivers. So he is officially on IR, and my expectation is, is that Nazi's going to be right behind him there. I'm not sure if he got put in the same day because I didn't see the official uh, transaction. But right now, we know that Isaiah Moore is on IR. He will be a chief. He will do his rehab with the Chiefs. So we'll have a chance to kind of pick up his career and keep it going next year. Hopefully we find out about Nazi Johnson. Nobody picked him off of waivers, but he's been making a little bit of noise. I could see it. So with that said, we're going to wrap up here for the day with Gary's question. Um, do the Chiefs keep Chris Jones one more year and then trade him off? I mean, that's a, that's a worst-case scenario, and I will probably cover that more in depth tonight on the Q&A over on RGR Football. Those of you who are not subbed over there, uh, you can just search RGR Football on YouTube or you can get rgrfootball.com and it'll just take you there. Um, we'll cover a bunch of those. But no, I, I do still feel as of today that uh, a deal will get done with Chris Jones and uh, it may be – Maybe a little precarious right now, but I think in the end, I think it does get done and he is a chief for life and he'll end up retiring here. So that's where I'm at today. Tomorrow, Matt Derrick, who are the guys pushing for that roster bubble to burst it and make it onto the 53-man roster? Where do we go from here? Make sure you like, sub, hit that bell, check out another Locked On show for your next listen. I appreciate you guys being here. Hope you're enjoying these live sessions. We're trying to enjoy them as well. And uh, I'll be pushing to do one again about this time tomorrow. We'll see if Matt's uh, schedule is going to supersede that, and maybe we'll have to do a recording. So appreciate everyone who's here. Thanks for your questions and your comments. Have a great afternoon, and we'll talk to you next time.